0: on the tee on episode two of Grow the Grind, live from U.S. Kids Golf Headquarters in Peachtree Corners, Georgia, Senior Director of Marketing and Communication, John Kim.
1: Whoa, the hype is real. That sounds like a big guest, Al.
0: Sure seemed like it.
1: Yeah, how'd that one go for us?
0: It went great. We have a lot of memories of Mr. Kim at Pinehurst. He was just an incredible guest, and we learned a lot from him.
1: The man loves the parade. I agree. It went well. He also loves his omelets at the Carolina, and he gave us a great unbiased view of what he believes to be the best working relationships and why they are the best between a parent and a child during tournaments. Talked a little bit about his experiences with Turner Sports and uh, his up-close-and-personal trips with uh, a good old player out of the Carnoustie area, uh, Watson, our buddy Tom Watson, who, you know, one day will join us, I'm sure, for a Grow the Grind. Wouldn't you think, Al? Yeah, um, I sure hope so. Right. We talked short game and um, some other things. The movie, of course. All in all, we we really did have fun, and we are super, super grateful for him coming onto the show and hope, helping us get our start here.
0: Hope you enjoy episode two of Grow the Grind. Thank you so much for taking the time today. What a great guest you will be. Let's give our listeners a little bit of background on how we met. In Pinehurst, I just finished my round. We were on the ninth hole, and you came up to us, and you asked to do an interview, and we said yes.
2: That's right. That's exactly right. I was uh, working, as I am now, with U.S. Kids Golf. It was during the World Championship, and I wanted to talk to... Families uh, and players in particular about their experience uh, for the week, and it wasn't really about how they scored even though you're there at a, at a world championship event. I wanted to know if you were just having a good time being there uh, with your father as your caddy, uh, with your family there to support you, meeting the friends, and uh, you guys were sitting there, and I said, hey, here's a, here's a, a, a great family, then, and let's see what they have to say, and you were so good. I think we even made you the cover of the
1: video.
0: Yeah, I remember that. That was really fun.
1: Yeah, my perspective on it was a little different, John. I mean, I was obviously having one of my dad moments at that time, you know. Uh, every once in a while you get a second to take it all in and um, sometimes the the moment overwhelms you. So you actually captured us in a really cool uh, whether you would have interviewed us or not, it would have been something that we held on to for a long time.
2: No, it's uh, I'm always uh, uh looking for good stories. That's been my whole Career in golf, right? It's 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 finding the good story, and uh, whenever I see a moment like that, you know that there's a good story to be told, and it's not just for your sake. And I'm really glad that you guys enjoyed it, and and meeting you guys has been such a highlight. Um, but we want other families to see that, so we want you to kind of serve as a an inspiration of show, uh, of sorts to other families.
1: Right, right, right.
2: Uh, and, and and that's what we were going for. That's what we'll continue to go for. And you guys were just really, really ideal for that. So uh, so thank you again. It's
1: cool because like um you know you have these high hopes you're really thinking you know what if you have that great day and it's an, in in at that time it was only 9 holes so it's a short window of opportunity and you know you make double or triple out there a couple times and you're really going to not have much chance of contending right Al I mean those shorter tournaments 9 holes
0: Yeah I remember it's just not as much time and even though it's
1: yeah. So, time. like, what happened was I remember. Actually, I I was thinking, how should I respond to the fact that we didn't score the way that we wanted to on our first day and our first opportunity <laughs> there? And it was, you know, as a dad, sometimes it can be frustrating. It's hard to hold those emotions at bay because you want your kid to be successful. And I think maybe you caught me at a good time because I was just like, forget all about that. Let's just sit here and watch some of these kids who have worked pretty much the whole year to get here, come up on nine and finish their round and let's see kind of how they respond. And that was the, that was the message or the moment that we were working on at that time. Yeah. Well, there's two
2: things that I think about, uh, when I hear that Jason and, and, and Allie, um, and and first and foremost is it is a world championship. It is designed uh, not necessarily to see who's the best in the world at that moment. I mean, I'm sorry, overall, but at that moment, during that week, who's yeah, going right, to play the best that week. That week. You're, they're all champions. They're all phenomenal talents, prodigies of some sort, just the fact that they're there. So you can't take anything away from anybody. You know, the, the person who comes in last in any flight is still a competitor in a world championship. That is mm-hmm. really impressive uh and and i and i i love that um and then number 2 at 7 at 8 at 9 years old uh it is really a, a just a cool thing to say that you are among the world's best right it's but it awesome. isn't it yeah it's very awesome but it isn't indicative of how you're going to be at 14 or 18 or 22 or 24 i'm very very confident that the players at the world championship alley included are going to be lifelong players of the game and that is the coolest that's the coolest thing period uh, i'm not confident that all of them are going to make money on some tour somewhere mm-hmm. uh, and 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 that's just that's the the more that people realize that that just because you're a phenom at eight doesn't mean that you can automatically start you know collecting endorsement money on the flip side the fact that you are there means that you have done something. You have you have some great combination of of skill and talent, uh, of of coaching, of support, uh, and all of these things that have qualified you to be among a very elite field. And you really you can't diminish that. You can't take that away. And and I know that there is a significant amount of time and effort and and money and all those things that go in into getting to the world championship and every family that gets there uh i
1: appreciate that about them and that's the goal for a lot of them and for us the first time that was our goal right al like think about how you got there do you remember that process
0: yeah it was a long time i remember the year before i almost made it and i just wanted to make it so bad and i made it and i was just so happy and it was a great experience when we got there. It was just so much fun. And
1: it's something we work towards every year. I mean, there's a lot of opportunities to play junior golf around the United States, but that one is special in our hearts. And I would imagine the majority of the golfers that are in junior golf, it's it's kind of the one that they look forward to the most. So you know, that's something that you've been a part of now for, I would guess, four or five years since you're the senior yeah. director of marketing over there. Um, so maybe – uh, as we look f- moving forward into kind of our conversation let's just get a little bit of a grip on what we're hoping to accomplish with you um you know we think that you're an outstanding guest for a number of reasons obviously just because of your connection and your involvement over there but we see you wearing three different hats as we go through this episode and we're hoping to get perspective on all three different levels all the right. first is you know you have been around just in the game of golf for so long um professionals and you've got their perspective um And so the perspective of the professionals that you've been with and the experiences that you've had there might give some insight to junior golfers and, and their parents as to, you know, maybe how some of those higher level players are thinking, how they work on their game and how they got to where they got to. The second is, you know, we think that your experience um, just with the junior golf world uh, is really unique because you don't really have skin in the game, and that you don't ha- you don't have a kid in it. I mean, you don't no. have a child that you're caddying, so you're looking at it from a true, unbiased, open, professional look. And I think that the insight that you might be able to give us will help us, you know, maybe like, uh, Michelle Holmes says, be the calm in their game, which can be difficult. And finally, you're an avid, crazy avid amateur golfer. I mean, you like to play all the time and you worked really hard on it and you've, you're playing at a great level. You're playing at a four to a six right now. Um, and so all three of those things are different looks and how we have worked and gotten good, you know, at the game. So that's kind of something we want you to really think about as we go through some of our questions here.
2: Sure. Um, yeah. Do you want me to start or do you want to, do you have? Oh, a no, 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 no. We
1: got, we're all over this. man. you kidding me? You're coming from huh? Peachtree Corners in Georgia. You're in the <laughs> HQ right now, right? Are you sitting yes. there in U.S. Kids Golf HQ?
2: I'm sitting in my office and I'm, uh, uh, it's funny because here in my office, when you talk about the pros, uh, I've been very fortunate, Jason and Allie. I have been unbelievably lucky in my golf, uh, career, uh, in working in the industry that I have gotten a chance to, be a part for 10 years. I was with the PGA of America and Turner Sports.
1: Wow and in Turner role, Sports. So you were doing a lot with with their broadcasting or what was that? Like? Uh
2: during the PGA championship I, I did. Uh but I was actually on the digital side on the website. I was the coordinating producer for PGA.com. Uh, but that gave me unbelievable access and opportunities. I I did things that nobody gets to do. Uh I I I spent time with some of the best players in the world at the Ryder Cup, I rode around Scotland with Tom Watson. I don't know how Get many people out did here. that uh, you know. Awesome. So all of those things, but and I say this with uh, and, and many of the players out on tour, many of the most well-known players that you know, uh, I consider friends. The the best part of my job then, and it kind of translates to now, was working with the golf pros that aren't on tour, mm. the ones. The PGA professionals and such that work behind the shop or that give lessons, those type, because there was an amazing amount of satisfaction that they got out of their daily lives in helping others. Really, and and I loved that. I mean, you could—it was—it was palpable. You could—it was tangible. You could see it. You could feel it. It was just there. Uh, and they're just ex- just as excited when they help, um, you know, Aunt Sally get the ball in the air for the first time as they are helping their player qualify uh, for the corn Ferry or the LPGA or whatever it is. Uh, I mean, they're, you know, the good coaches get their satisfaction out of helping. And, yes. and I've, I've always tried to remember that, 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 uh, the best part about being involved in golf is when you can do something for others.
1: Do you really think we're not going to get more detail on that Watson ride? So tell us, uh, get it. Come on. What was that like?
2: Uh, that was, uh, So we were – it was – we. the PGA has something called the Year Out Celebration. And just to back up just a little bit, it was really crazy because uh, my wife and I – it was in September uh, of 2013. So my wife and I had celebrated our 10-year by going to – doing a little Paris and London anniversary trip. And like we – I flew back and then immediately – there was something uh, in England, the PGA Cup, which is a Ryder Cup on off years between club professionals. And I right, had—I right. literally had about a 12-hour turnaround from uh, flying back to the States, getting a whole new set of clothes and everything, and then jumping on a plane and going back to uh, flying into London and taking whatever cars I needed to take uh, to get to the PGA Cup venue. And I can just tell you, my body clock and my mind was just a mess. It was absolutely (laughs) horrible.
1: We haven't had that travel yet, right, Al? Not yet.
2: Not (laughs) yet. yet. You're going to, and you're going to love it, and you're going to hate it, uh, both. Um, But then following that, a group of us, including uh, some PGA executives, uh, then had to go from there up to Glen Eagles for the year-out celebration. And keep in mind, I haven't been sleeping uh, all week. It's just been exhausting and tired. And the very first night, they say, uh, you're going to, you know, we're going to go over to, um, uh, this venue where they're doing what they call the fireside chat. All right. It's, uh, uh the two captains, uh,
1: who were they and, at the time?
2: Oh my gosh. Uh, they're testing I, you, you I was, were tired. So, so you were maybe delirious. I was, I, I was so <laughs> entwined with the U S right. team. Was it, was it Darren Clark? Oh, I was honest... on the
1: team. Do you remember everybody? No. Or who stood no, out? No,
2: because this was, it was only the captains at this okay. event. All right. Oh, okay. Uh, and and so I was uh um there and they said, Okay, well, we're going to uh we're gonna take this car. And it was uh Julius Mason, who's the uh, chief communications officer of the PGA, uh, myself and Tom Watson, along with the driver. And so here we are, and this guy, as you know, he's a legend in Scotland. Was it like five British Open? So
1: uh every time he's at the top. I mean the guy yeah. plays it and he's there.
2: Oh, and 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 I, and I apologize. I do remember now. It was Paul McGinley who was the European captain. Um, but so they, they, so we drive there, and you know, it's one of those things where you get out of the car and there's all the cameras there, and everyone's popping flashes, and and you feel like you're a big deal for a moment. Uh, then you realize that they don't, they don't know or care who I am, but it's all for Tom. And <laughs> uh, but that was great, and they had we had a real fun evening, and then we get in the car and, and and drive back to the hotel, which is about 20, 25 minutes away. But then you talk to Tom, and you're not talking to him in an interview setting, right? You're just talking to him sure. as two guys looking out the countryside and in, in a country that I've never been in before. And, and then uh, you
1: challenged him to a putting contest and I, said, "Let's." That was
2: not a good idea because uh, uh, I don't have much money as it is, and I certainly didn't want to lose any of it to to him. Um, but you know, those type of experiences uh, are are those are highlights those are the those are uh i think uh Dabo sweeney the clemson coach calls them the mountaintops right yeah. and mountain mountaintop experiences and those are great uh but you know what honestly i'm really trying very hard to focus less on those mountaintops even though i've been so lucky to have many and I hopefully have many more but to 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 really enjoy kind of that journey you know i know what the the podcast here is about, uh, uh, of, of growing the grind, right. Mm-hmm. Of, of, of finding ways to, to enjoy and incorporate the everyday challenge of yeah. getting better of, and, um, that's, that's one of the things that I definitely have learned is that if all you do is try to look forward to from a golf perspective, Ali, you know, a regional championship or the next tournament or, the world championship. Uh, the time flies by really fast, and you can also set yourself up for some disappointment if those don't work out the way that you want. However, if you find enjoyment and satisfaction and growth in the daily work that you put in each day, uh, you're going to get a lot more out of it. You're going to really appreciate everything just a little bit more. And I think uh, hopefully uh, that's what I that's what I got out of of those type moments. It's amazing when you get to go to play Pebble Beach or Baltus Raw or any of those, or you, you hang out with a Tom Watson or a Graham McDowell or, or whatever it is. Uh, but it's also, you know, being able when you get in those situations and they say, hey, I read that article you wrote about, you know, the US Open, uh, or I read that article you wrote about how to chip better. And I, I liked it. That, you know, that's just, you've got to put that work in before you can get that satisfaction on
1: the other end. We, um, we look at the regionals as kind of, a a point of emphasis to get us back and get us working and it gets you, it keeps you motivated if you're like, you know, maybe preoccupied with other sports or you're doing something else each week. And so having that lined up on the calendar or just something to look towards helps you stay active at the grind because, you know, when you're young, it can be easy to get distracted and, um, it certainly motivates Allie in that respect, but I do agree that if you just close your eyes and wait for those days, that you're going to miss the ride. You know, you're going to miss the process. Um, so we would definitely advocate for what you're saying there.
2: I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, lists. I like to list things out: what I need to do the next day, what I enjoyed about the day before. If anybody ever sees me on uh, on Twitter or Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know I overshare way too much, <laughs> but the reason is I want to have a record,
1: yeah, of things that I liked or enjoyed or or learned. So if uh-huh. it's Drew Brees and the Saints, which no, you obviously no, I, cannot. I love Drew.
2: You hate the Saints, so no, okay. I I I would would never.
1: But but certainly you do that. have uh, you're kind of almost like an outline there. And speaking of lists, Allie on her list has something for you right now.
0: So you work with U.S. Kids. And see so many caddies and kids working together. Right. I'm wondering, what have you noticed about the ones that work really well together?
2: The ones that work really well together are the ones where it is clear that the player in that dynamic is the boss. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and 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 uh, I I say that in a in a kind of a loose term, but oh, what I mean no. by that is, is I
1: might be in trouble. I think we're going to um, end right now. This has been great.
2: If, <laughs> yeah. if if the player and I'll just give you an example, and I've seen this a few times. If the player really wants to hit the six iron, and the caddy says no, you need to hit the five. That plants doubt in the player's head. And they may or may not hit a good shot. But if they don't hit a good shot, I can tell you that part of what they're thinking is, I knew I should have hit the six.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah. And uh, I do that with, I mean, we don't argue about clubs, but I agree. There are those times where I say, Al, you were feeling this. I should i should have let you do it. We were on the fence with it. And Ally's really good about saying, No, don't worry about it, Dad. It's fine. It was me. It was me. You know, but there, you're right. I've and seen there's it a the other way, part. too
2: yeah no, no and they're not always gonna be right, but let right. them learn and let them let them succeed or fail kind of and and grow mm-hmm. um and that's that's number one is is let the player play i mean you do everything you can and advise and consult and and explain your position if you feel differently uh but then number two um they're you know i i think going back to uh one of the mantras uh that we have around here the the most important thing that you can say after a round of golf after a tournament round especially isn't how did you do what did you shoot anything like that it's really i I love watching you play yeah and and when the when the burden of success can be shifted just a little bit where the expectation is enjoyment and happiness uh and and learning and satisfaction as much as if not even more than the ability to to play well each and every time out i'm just being totally honest those are the dynamics those are the relationships that i see uh doing the best and and i've i've you know we've run the gamut of of players and and parents some are are easier to, to watch than others. Mm -hmm. Uh, but
1: I've never projects on the group sometimes too. And you can feel the tension in certain situations. And obviously there's a a factor of that, that the experience you're, you're, you're trying to go do these great things with your kid. And then, you know, you get in potentially a a scenario where their relationship is, fractured or stressed because of you know how they're playing and it changes the whole dynamic for for everyone who's there and I think we've felt that at times right now
0: yeah we feel that at times when I start not playing well I get mad or it's just not a good time
1: yeah and it's hard to keep the perspective of like this doesn't matter because we know it won't in a couple minutes but right. in the to- at the time in the moment, you have expectations, and you hope for certain things for your kid. And so, you're t- you're what you're describing is what what I talked to. Uh, actually, we brought this up with Nick the other day when we were talking mm-hmm. on it. And like, we are wearing the hats of dad, coach, the only person with you, your only confident person with you, um, and fan all at the same time. And what you're describing is at the end, you have to go back to being that true fan of your child. And yeah. um, how how do you do that? Yeah.
2: I, now again, keep in mind, I don't, I, it's easy for me to say, I understand this because well, that's why we're talking yeah, to you. I mean, I, because I you mean, have no.
1: the unbiased look on it.
2: Well, I'm saying it's easy for me to say, cause I don't have a kid and right. I have, I've never been in that situation where I've seen so not so many, but a few parents get really frustrated, right? Like, like I, I'm assuming, which I know is always really smart, but, uh, the assumption is they're thinking, I put so much time and effort and energy in you getting here, and you're not taking it as serious as I want you to take it, or you're not putting in the effort that I want you to put in. And I think that's that has not been the recipe for success that I've observed, yep,
0: that's and
2: and I, I think of some of the best, my favorite, and, and, and I use that term very loosely, um, but my favorite families that I've dealt with have had nothing to do and i do i say that because the the families that i would most want to go have dinner with or spend time with in a social setting or go chip and play around um you know after their round of golf or whatever it is uh it's not that they don't take golf serious again they're at the world championship at that time have they to. have to have you taken have to. it serious to get there but there is definitely an aura of, of kind of love and support regardless of the score.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, uh, and I, f- I find that to be the kind of environment that I want to be a part of, Yeah, right? I, I really, I really don't.
1: And that's at the forefront of all of it. That's the yeah. main focus. And, uh, you want them to be great and you push them to be great, but when they fail, you got to get it together and just say, this is about the family and the experience.
2: Let me be very courts. clear. I want them to care. I want them to care about golf, about getting better, about striving, and 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 and. and I and want working. them to have goals yeah. and aspirations. Uh, and and so yes, yes. You know, you should practice. Uh, you should get coaching. You should you should do all those things because I really do. I, again, going back to what you said earlier about me, all that applies to me. Uh, but at the same time, if I go out and I shoot a big number on Saturday morning, I'm not going home and and you know, getting in a fight with my wife that afternoon or or kicking the dog or anything like that. Because I also understand, as you said earlier, um, I can be irritated about it for a moment and then it's my problem, my problem only, and then it's over. And as far as I know, nobody's ever been awarded a, a scholarship there at the world championship. Nobody's ever asked me to sign an endorsement deal as i walked off the 18th green at berkeley hills Mm -hmm. country club um you know this isn't i'm not playing for i'm not expected to be great uh i'm not playing for to to feed my family or anything like that i golf is still fun yeah and and i need to always keep that number one
1: yeah we love it um how good is that omelet in the carolina by the way (laughs) Is that huh? the
2: best breakfast golf? Uh, is, honestly. I'm asking
1: you, man. You're the guy for this question because you know, I've best seen breakfast
2: and golf. It's it going to be I,
1: I'll
2: just make that a a declarative right now. I can't think of a better one.
1: Jeez. Yeah, I, you're there early too, aren't you?
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, uh both figuratively, literally in uh in a <laughs> week setting. Uh, but yeah, we get up at, you know, 6 6:30 in the morning. There's a lot of work to do.
1: Allie, um, what's the play in there for you? What do you go for? You get in that line?
0: Yeah, omelet.
1: <laughs> mix the omelet. They got the they got the setup. I mean, if you haven't done it, obviously, when you're at, when you're at the worlds, because we'll have people that'll listen to this that have gone and maybe well, not done it, but that's an experience in itself. It really is. It's wonderful.
0: So much fun. The time there, it's just awesome. Allie, let me ask you
2: this: of because I believe I know the answer to this, but I'll, I'll ask you here. I know you're the interviewer and I'm the interviewee, but how many friends have you made through U.S. Kids Golf Tournaments?
0: So many. It's just the time you have in that round, you can just get a really good relationship. You Sometimes you're so focused that you're forgetting about that relationship. Yes, you want to be focused, but also you need to talk and, Get like a relationship, and, just,
1: and then after yeah. we spent a ton of time right with them right. Around, he- around the resort or wherever we are. Talk mm-hmm. about the holiday classic. What's that like for you, Al?
0: It's just so much fun. Just how many girls running were with around you? there? Were like six, maybe seven. It was just so much fun.
1: All from around the different areas. Obviously, you got the you've got friends Florida. around the country now. Oh, mm-hmm. without a doubt, right? It's just and
0: awesome having that time together.
2: That see, and and those things are gonna matter way more than what you shot in the third round of the holiday classic in twenty eighteen mm-hmm. um, you're gonna have those friends for life that's pretty cool uh i as long as as long as you and your dad and your family remember that there's more to these events than whether you get a medal or not you're gonna have. It's going to be worthwhile. It's going to be great. You're going to have memories. That's why we are
1: such a huge advocate for the travel part of this. And I know it can be difficult, and not everyone can do it. But maybe it's a state invite, or it's a regional event that you get that you get into. Because if you can get there with enough time, and you spend four or five days there, by default, you're going to meet four or five new people that you can connect to immediately on Instagram or somewhere else, and then you know follow up with when you're going again uh, the next year, and you see somebody there that you. You've met before, and you run a practice round with them, or um, you just shook hands and handed a pin to each other at Worlds or whatever, and you have that little connection that you can dig into, and uh, it fosters all these new great relationships. And the kids really do the best time they have is when we walk away from them. Uh, yeah, when when yeah. they're on the putting green by themselves. Um, you remember what we did? I, listen to this one, John. That that about, I think it was the day we met you actually behind. Long leaf, isn't it there there's like a little short course behind it yeah um, bottle brush mm-hmm. yeah, yeah par three so it was we had a bomb with us and uh abigail was a, was a great player from the midwest and uh, wallace and i think uh the rays might have been with us a couple yeah. others right and i told the parents that they were not allowed to go by the kids. I said, that's it. I'm sick of watching you hang around them, freaking out in every shot. We're going to let them go. We're going to stand over here, and we are going to let them play. And then we let them play. What happened, Allie?
0: We went, we played the first couple holes. We were just having fun. And all of a sudden...
1: Boom, we hear like... Kids going insane and we look at each other and I immediately felt guilt and I was like, gosh, I hope that's Allie because I knew somebody made a hole in one. And, um, cause I would have at least felt okay with the fact that I took myself out of the mix to see my kid make it and we run over the hill from where the, from number one's tee box and they're sprinting to the cup and Abigail bomb aced it i think she dunked it right yeah, it was it was, awesome the
0: hole was wet too so you could just see it like a splash coming out and we were all like did that just go in and we went crazy it was so much fun
2: that is so i not you think that's a good story because let me tell you i don't think that's a good story because i've played bottle brush a lot and i've never had a hole in one so what and kind of story angry. is
1: it, it it's, it's yeah, frustrating it is, it is an huh? angering story that is awesome
2: <laughs> yeah I'll she made it, it. Last year, I have uh, another friend of mine, a great gal from uh, Wyoming, Taslin. I don't know if you guys know the Wagners. Uh, She might be a couple years younger than you. Um, But she had had a tough first round, and um, she was a little bit down. And I told her – I had seen her earlier in the morning. I said, one day we're going to go play bottle brush. And uh, she had had a, a tough first round. I just happened to be there at Longleaf. And we talked, and and she was a little bit down. And she looked at me and said, "Can we go play bottle brush?" And I thought, "Man, I've got some work to do." But, hey, I'm I'm here to I'm here to support the families. I said, "All right, Taslin, let's go play bottle brush." And I was just going to go out there and, and 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 knock it around the you know sure. a few holes with her and, and see if play we could get point. her spirits yeah. picked up. No, I mean, she was very happy. She was very you know precocious. Uh, she was also really good, and mm-hmm. and and I think kicked my Did tail. She? uh uh pretty well i think I that even, feel how old is she? I, not seven? not good seven not good i, I, I might have been around even par and lost i do not i don't know if i like that so
1: yeah yeah uh, so be careful who you yeah. promise rounds with
2: but all of those things said, that you know that's the best part for me and, and i get it parents really want to see their kids succeed and and i understand that for me, seeing the fun that, that being in that type of environment brings, and yes, probably the majority, the vast majority of the kids there would say the same thing. I have the most fun in terms of the experience of it off the golf course because I'm with my friends, new friends, and we're running around, and we're, some of it's golf-related. Some of them go swimming at the pool. Some of them are playing on the different uh, uh, games, rooms that are set up all around. Uh, and then when it's time to play golf they get serious and play golf uh, but you know that it's 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 disney world it's a green disney world for them and
1: uh well it uh, encourages uh, too It encourages the grind i mean it really just getting on that huge putting surface at two or going and playing the cradle the idea of going back there is worth the work that you need to put into it to get there, which is why the venue couldn't be a more perfect place that you guys have been with for uh, how many years have you guys been going to, uh, Pinehurst? Do you know?
2: Yeah. Uh, I believe this is, uh, the 12th year, uh, that will be at Pinehurst and like the 21st year of the world championship or the 22nd. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, and it'll be my, my fifth. Um, so, to, to kind of bring some of the conversation back full circle, I've been to the Ryder Cup. I've been to four or five Ryder Cups. I've been in the team room. I've been in uh, the locker room of major championships. My favorite event in golf, the one thing that I look forward to the most in terms of just sheer joy is that parade prior to the world championship of oh. U.S. Kids Golf. Uh There, there's nothing quite like it. You ready for
1: our parade story? And then we'll hear about your perspective. So here's what happened. We've never done it. Okay. And I have at the time a three year old who is just melting down. What is it? 110 and humid out there. We're waiting on the line to go. Everyone's got their signs and I could tell she could not take it. So I got away from the crowd and I just moved out the line and I watched people come down the road. You kind of make that first right right after you come up the the main strip um, towards the Carolina. And I'm watching all of the countries go by. And it was incredible, the pride that they had. They're waving their flags. They're wearing the same stuff. Um, They're screaming their country name. And I'm just like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Uh, And I still got this hot Lucy in my arms, losing it. Uh, And we get to the United States and they start trailing in one at a time alphabetically. And I'm just like, wait a minute aside from hawaii everybody's just chilling they're kind of like not sure if they should be screaming or not they were very happy smiles everywhere right um but the the vibe was different like the that the columbia comes by and it's like whoa they are here you know um oh yeah and, and so then chicago finally rolls in in illinois and I remember jumping in the line, and I had they basically taught me what what it should look like. And I started screaming with the girls, and the kids started chanting. And I think that was probably the best moment that I've had as a dad, uh, doing that with those kids and having fun with it. And we had a blast. You remember it well, right, Allie? Yeah,
0: I remember that. We were actually one of the loudest. It was so much fun. It was just awesome.
2: Those are the kind of memories that you're going to have when you are uh, you know, getting older through golf when you're playing, you know, in high school and in college, and then you, whatever you, whatever golf takes you. And that includes being in the business world and playing in your, you know, corporate charity scramble or, or whatever it is. And people are going to talk to you about golf and you're going to bring up that memory and they're all going to look at you and their eyes are going to get really big. Right. And they're going to be like, that is so cool
1: can't miss that. I mean, a lot of people are so serious about the event that they don't come to it because, you know, you play the next day and, um, but those are the, to me, that's what it's about. Uh, At least for now. I mean, it it, does it matter. Does it really matter that much? I I don't know. I don't think so. You got to go. You got to take it all in, you know?
2: Yes. Yes. And, and, and I do, I feel, I feel bad if you come to the world championship with the sole focus of, I need to, place as high as i can and i'm not going to allow anything else to interfere in my week Uh, i understand you obviously want to play the very very best that you can but if you don't make it a holistic experience then you're really kind of missing out it it would be kind of like i would think like going to the masters and never taking part in in the the part three contest or uh, as a player or you know our our practice rounds or anything and 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 talking with the patrons there um going inside the clubhouse or standing under the big oak i'm and i'm just i'm just riffing here about yeah, 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 yeah. trying to make an analogy I think you're just missing you're missing what makes it a world championship and
1: not just another golf tournament yeah and we we saw it first you know out in in that movie right talk what are you saying
0: what was uh, your involvement with the movie short game?
2: My involvement was I ordered it off Netflix and watched it. Uh, that <laughs> happened. In, that happened in 2013, so that was before I got here.
1: Um, do you have any? And, uh, do you have any perspective on that? It was certainly a huge marketing. You're the marketing right. director over there. You're running the show. It's got to be one of the biggest. Um, yeah. To this, factors to this day, or we're still getting a
2: lot of uh, residual. Um, You know the the, well. Let me back up from them. The biggest, most influential piece of it has been how many kids have watched it and decided from watching it, I'm going to go play golf and I'm going to get to Pinehurst. I did a yeah, really. See, it's there. There's one more. I uh, I do a podcast sister on it too. Uh, So again, and 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 we can multiply this out by a lot. Because right, right. I do a podcast for U.S. Kids Golf. One of my early guests was a young lady by the name of Alexa Pano. You may know of Alexa. Uh, your audience may know of Alexa. She won our world championship five times. Uh, and now I think at age 14, she has uh, – or 15, 15, maybe. She has uh, now about to play in her second Augusta National Women's uh, Championship. Um, she's She's – you know, basically been kind of a, a prodigy, a wonderkin of sorts. So her dad and I are friends, and he tells this story at her last world championship. They are just walking down the street at Pinehurst, and uh, a family comes up to them. They don't speak English very well. I think they might have been from Brazil, but they just were so effusive over the chance to meet her and and say, hey, you are the reason that we even started playing golf. And so, what did they do? It wasn't like this. Hi, thank you for saying hello. Here's a take a photo. Here's an autograph, whatever. No, they all went for ice cream. I mean, mm. you know, the, it's, it's still kids. And I think that is, that is awesome. That is so awesome. Now, Alexa recently, uh, she's playing in a lot of LPGA events and uh, big
1: time um, uh, amateur events. She's still an amateur.
0: Yeah, we saw her play.
1: In uh Wisconsin. thornberry i think yeah. it was this summer we actually went out and caught her playing at okay. least six or seven holes it's I wild think, to see that
2: i think she was down at pga prior to the holiday
1: and yep she, Kelly met her there i yeah, think I last. Okay. she's always practicing at pga national right, right around right. that time yep and i
2: yeah. i and and her father posted uh made a post on facebook about how many girls came up to her basically to say thank you Mm. that that you inspired me to start taking up the game that's the benefit that's the big deal of the short game documentary it's great that that it gave some celebrity of sorts to to a certain number of kids and and certainly gave a lot of good promotional opportunities for US kids golf and we absolutely genuinely appreciate all of
1: that oh yeah we um that's that was our that's mm. the point of bringing it up for us because it grows the grind more than any movie has ever done, especially with regard to U.S. Kids Golf. I mean, if you want to talk about motivating an audience of of youth to to try to go out there and really put in the work, you can't, that's Pano's quote. I mean, he says you can't fake it. You can't fake it in golf. You can go out in right field and hang out. You can be a part of a soccer team, but it's just you out there and you're going to need to do it. And so Mm -hmm. in order to, get to that level and make it to Pioneer. You, you have to have done that um and so that's something that we're very conscious of and we're very thankful for it we love it we our goal someday is to do like a reunion show on this podcast with all of them and kind of get the perspective on what they did prior to and what they're doing now some of them are still very active um and maybe someday we'll make that happen
2: well i you know i, I think that's a great idea and it's a a, a great goal uh I, I also think it was a great idea that, you know, Allie, I think if you keep working and you keep playing and improving, and really the only way that you're going to play and improve and work and improve is you're gonna have to enjoy it. You're gonna have to find ways to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't enjoy it, either you're not gonna wanna do it or you're not gonna do it very well. And I know that as a as a
1: guy that just turned
2: fifty. Yeah, uh, I enjoy you know, the that, game. That's great, and I and we're going to do everything we can to make sure that that you do.
1: Uh, and, and you've then, impacted over a million players, right? I mean, in two yeah. decades, you're talking about having twelve thousand or twelve hundred tournaments a year. Um so uh, yeah, many, it's
2: about sixteen hundred now. Sixteen hundred, so and
1: so what are you looking at? How many countries come in for that event? Empire oh, uh, for the
2: for the world championship yeah. alone, it's typically around fifty-one, fifty-two countries, fifteen hundred kids. Um. And you know that's just one tournament, right? That's yeah. that's that's a lot. So you can imagine the logistics behind that is is massive. Um, but now, and then you look at that on a micro level, and every single one of those kids has their own story about how they learned the got introduced to the game, learned the game, worked at their game, succeeded at the game, in order for them to have been to have gotten that invite.
1: Yeah. We, um, we're certainly appreciative of it. I mean, there's so many opportunities out there besides that. You've got the, the drive chip and putt, which we know sparks a lot of people as the first thing they ever do with golf is usually that, um, just go hit nine shots. And then, uh, the, the junior league's great too, because it teaches you, you know, that you can rely on somebody else and it, and it is really about fun the way they set that up. But with us kids, it is, it is the first tournament experience, um, You know, my little five-year-old had, the day she turned five, had her first tournament, rolled out a 69, and we were like, she got the medal, and it was, she's in. You know, she was in, and I know when Allie (laughs) got her first medal, she was in. And What happened after she got it, Allie?
0: She was like, Allie, I beat you, because I think I got second, and she got first. Even though I shot a better score than her, she was like, I got first, and you got second.
1: So that's what we're dealing with, John. Um,
2: it's, it's, it takes everybody it takes them all kinds, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I oh. mean, obviously, uh, one other factor here in, in your fame or celebrity that I'm always curious. Yeah. About that, I'm
2: the biggest famous. Yeah. Now I'm kidding.
1: Well, how many John Kims would you estimate there are in the world? A lot, way on, too many. A lot's not a number. I mean, we're talking a million Maybe I, a couple. it's a
2: lot. It is it's, the most common name, I think. Maybe ever. It's twenty.
1: Yeah. So you're the only verified John Kim that I've seen on Twitter. How did you make that happen, sir?
2: <laughs> I, I, well, I will correct you that uh, uh, there's at least one other. Stop He's an actor.
1: Correcting me. He's Nobody actor. wants the corrections. Yeah. Um, okay. You and an actor.
2: I, I'm, I'm working at uh, Turner Sports, and I've been fortunate enough to win some awards uh, through about you, social what media was
1: that? yeah what did you win
2: um uh, I, I, honestly I, I don't recall you don't, even, it you don't keep track of it huh uh, that, i got so many of them no yeah, I, yeah, honestly yeah. it was from uh um oh my god it's you would think somebody as uh egocentric as i am but i can't really remember <laughs> but it was something to the effect of uh, it was uh, best, like an Oscar. it was like it was similar to an e developer or something like that uh so anyways a lady from twitter now keep in mind turner sports spends a. a a lot of money on, on social media. And a lady from Twitter came into the office and our social media director at the time said, I want you to meet John Kim. Mm. And we met and we had a very nice conversation. And she said, Hey, if there's anything I can ever do for you, please let me know. And I was very quick. And I said, wait, wait a second. And she kind (laughs) of laughed and she said, uh, are you about to ask me for verification or checkmark? And I said, no, no, no. I said, that would be great. Everybody would love that. But no, that's not my question. Uh, my favorite, I said, there are so many people named John Kim. It's very hard for people to find me. Um, there happens to be, I changed my Twitter name a lot. Uh-huh. I've changed it four or five times, just trying to find something unique and different and something that was memorable. I said, somebody out there in the world has this Twitter name, at John Kim, and they don't tweet. They've never tweeted. I said, they that just might took
1: be, it, right. I said, it
2: might be me. I might've done it way back a couple years ago and then forgot about it. I said, but I really want that Twitter name, and she uh, said, you know, well, there are some rules. We can't just take somebody's name, but I'll look into it and see what I can do, and uh, the very next day, she was there for two days, so I see her the very next morning, and uh, she says, have you lo- looked at your Twitter account today? And I said, no, I haven't. She said, uh, go look at it and tell me tell me what you see, and I logged in, and that did, not only did my Twitter name change to add John Kim, it had the little verification mark, and and that's both been the greatest. So moral thing. of the it's,
1: story is you're just famous, right? I mean, nah.
2: Well uh, here's
1: the downside. I get more tweets for people, not me. Yeah. Coke. Who's, who's tweeting it? Coca-Cola's tweeting at Yeah. And who else?
2: Oh, oh no, no. I'm, I'm talking about like random folks that just met a guy named John Kim somewhere in, in Los Angeles. And like, hey, I had a great time at such and such party with John Kim. I'm like, you no, you obviously didn't. obviously
1: play into that, don't you? Or it's you're every,
2: just every once in a while, I'll say, hey, don't talk to me anymore. That was a rotten time. But overall, I just say, hey, <laughs> wrong guy. Um, but whether it, it's there's a there's a guy that's like an astronaut slash surgeon slash Navy Seal. His name's John Kim. Uh, there's that actor I mentioned earlier. His name's mm-hmm. John Kim. Um, there's but a you're guy the
1: that's, John Kim.
2: Yes, guy that's real big in this cryptocurrency world. His name's John Kim. So I get tweets for all of them. Well, I'm really enjoying watching John Kim on TV right now. And I'm
1: like, nah, it's not me. All right, let's talk about John Kim's game. Let's talk about his game, Allie.
0: When you have the time, how do you work on your game?
2: Boy, this is, uh, is going to get me kicked off the podcast
1: i don't hate. say you just play and you get better is that no, what you do no
2: no i know everything i need to do to get better i know what i need to do to get better i just don't like to do it um uh, <laughs> so and, and, are you and really
1: that, growing the grind can we put no, this out that's what
2: that's why i'm not getting better um <laughs> I, I i have friends that can stand on the range all day and hit balls and I actually joined the club that I belong to because I wanted a place to go hit balls on a random, you know, for an, half an hour or something. But I enjoy playing so much that if I have any windows of time, I want to be out on the course. So, so I am the bad example of growing the grind. No, uh, but I'm no, also, no. but I'm a good example because I'm not getting any better. <laughs> uh, if I, I know that if I, if I worked for a couple hours a week just on my short game. I, my handicap would drop a couple shots.
1: Yeah. Yeah. well, Okay. So with that work.
0: How do you think dads, moms, coaches should push their kids at a young age? At a young
2: age, I don't think they should push them. Uh, Kevin Weeks is a great golf instructor, master Dog kids. Hill. Yeah, yep. Doc right there. He once gave me one of the best pieces of advice. I loved it. And he talked about introducing a kid to golf. He said the moment you see them having the most amount of fun, he or she having the most amount of fun, you say time to go home. And that everybody looks at that, hears that and go, what? That doesn't make any sense. And he goes, no, you always would rather leave too early than leave too late. And if they associate going to the golf course with fun, I mean, if they are upset that they have to leave the course, isn't that awesome? Because they're going to want to go back. The next day, the next week, they want to go back. To them, it is a place that they are going to really have a great time. And he says it doesn't matter what they're doing. Some of them are chipping. Some of them are hitting drivers. Some of them are over by the pond looking at turtles. (laughs) That's all right. That's all right. I want them to think of the golf course as a place they want to go. They are going to have a good time there. And before you know it – and that's also kind of the mantra – in a sense of the U.S. Kids Golf Learning Program, it's we're going to teach them just enough. They may not even realize that they're learning, but we're going to teach them just enough so that they get good enough. And then at some point, they're not going to be able to get enough. They're gonna, it's going to be on them to say, I want to go back. I want to go back. So the word that you used, Allie, not to get too technical on you, I don't think parents should ever push their kids to get better. Not at not at not at the young age. Uh, I think that they need to do everything they can to create an environment that makes the kid want to get better. All right. I don't think mm-hmm. I, I don't think you can say, all right, you don't get dinner until you hit 100 bunker shots and hole 20 of them. I think you can say, you know, you get a you get a candy bar for every bunker shot you hit within five feet, and then we're going to do this until you don't want to do it anymore. And and one day it may be five shots, and maybe you're hitting them in the dark. Uh, but that's my my opinion, and from my observations, uh, the kids that have been pushed tend to resent it and not not get as good as they could because they don't they don't find the environment, the golf course environment, as a place they want to be.
1: You were you're very technical, obviously, because you've been in this business for so long, and and words mean a lot to you. Yeah. Um, and so when we first talked about a year ago about the the concept of grow the grind, immediately you had a knee jerk of like, you know, I don't know about that word grind,
0: the, and because there was almost a,
1: yeah, a, yeah, like a negative connotation with like you're just out there you're grinding it's too it's too much you know. So what's interesting is. Um, that, that pursuit of being good and, and wanting to grind and enjoying the grind, uh, and not being pushed is the challenge that we all face. And so yes. that's what we're trying to figure out here. And that's what we're trying to dig into, you know. Um, Ali was going to ask this question. We think we already know the answer to it. But I mean, we've kind of circled around it a little bit, so I'm going to kind of let this thing marinate. We're going to get a solid answer from you, and then uh, we'll see about kind of getting you off the hook because I'm sure you got dinner tonight that you got to get to.
0: (laughs) At tournaments, you want your hard work to pay off, but also you want to have fun and enjoy everything about the experience. Does winning matter?
2: Um. So I'm going to surprise you a little bit and say. Winning always matters because you're keeping score, and you want to do well. You want to see some payoff for the work that you've put in. It doesn't matter the most, especially at at, at this level, all right? I, I I look if it if it was all about just getting together with your friends and and hitting some golf balls around, then we wouldn't keep score. We wouldn't give trophies out. It absolutely matters. Uh, you have aspirational goals now not everybody's goals are going to be the same let's just be honest some players will come to the world championship and uh they their main goal won't be necessarily to win it would be great and phenomenal and fantastic if that happened they just want to do better than they did the year before or they want to put you know three solid days together and not have a big blow up day. They're gonna feel really good about that. That's gonna be a successful week for them mm-hmm. if they're able to get up on the stage and collect a trophy and some hardware to take home. Man, that's even all the better. Uh, so yeah, winning matters, but it's not. If if winning is the only thing that matters, then a lot of kids. Right. We we bring in fifteen hundred kids. 1, 87 of them are gonna go home really disappointed if. Winning's the only thing that matters. And that that's not a good event at that no, point. We
1: we no. certainly think it matters. I mean you don't you don't work towards some we're competitive people. I mean you're you're trying to teach your kid how to be the best and her hard work's gonna have to pay off. And uh we, we don't put a premium on it where it's the only thing that matters, obviously, but there are moments where you gotta win. I mean you yeah. gotta go there with a the winning mindset and you have to the time is now one of those things is you you've prepared long enough, you failed enough, and it's time to be successful, um so I, you didn't surprise me i just i think i I think your perspective you're looking more big picture than just winning yeah and and, and yeah, that's why I, I appreciate I, our conversations
2: i think I think uh, you know nobody's nobody should feel bad about a good finish or good good scores, regardless of where that puts you in the order. Uh, and then keep in mind what I said earlier, and I would encourage you to to read and listen to some of the other podcasts. US Kids Golf has talked to a couple people. Uh, Greg Rose from uh, Titleist Performance Institute had a real good segment on this, and that is is that uh, you know really want you to to do well and and play your best and 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 want to get better, but yeah. don't forget that at your age, Allie. Your performance right now means nothing in the big picture of how good you're going to be or how good you, you could be when it really does matter. When there's when there's you know potential scholarship on the line or a big paycheck uh, on the line based on how you finish if 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 your career to go in that direction. Um, at at ten years old, God Lee, I really want you to do well, but if you don't, there, there's there's nothing to feel ashamed of it's you know golf is that way golf is hard mm-hmm. uh, and that's why we love it and that's we why we grind it. at it
1: and yeah you love it and you're great with what you do and and obviously as one of our first guests on the podcast we couldn't thank you any more than treating you to a carolina breakfast someday down the road here coming up in july or well, august I,
2: I, d- I definitely look forward to uh uh having a having a good meal with you guys and, and catching up and talking about uh how this podcast is is doing and growing and affecting people's lives and and really that's what i said earlier when you feel like you've made an impact on other people's happiness i don't think there's a there's a better payoff than that so
1: well, we're you know, having a blast and uh we're going to continue to to push ahead and try to get some great guests like you who have uh interesting perspectives and you certainly gave us yours um, we got some balls to hit tonight it's snowing again out here in chicago in february so we are headed out to uh we're headed out to wigwam coming up here in a week we hope to find a, a friend or two out there and just grab somebody to sit side a teepee and talk some golf with them and their grind so thanks again for coming in uh and and taking the time at old uh us kids hq
0: and always remember golf is great the grind makes it greater
2: Nice, I like that Guys, thank you so much for having me on the show I'm really uh, looking forward to, to listening to it uh, after the fact And uh, Allie, keep, uh, keep playing great golf and, and being a great podcast host I think you've got uh, two really good uh, career paths ahead of you here
1: Thank you Thank you, John Take care, buddy We'll see you soon
2: Yes, sir Thank you, guys